Hello, and this is your girl, The Wailing Wall. And thank you for listening to Dating After Divorce, the show where we talk to you and teach you wisdom and growth through the excerpts of my pain and progression. What we're going to talk about today is in the beginning. (laughs) Just like with Genesis, everything has its start. My beginning starts well before I was ever married. My beginning starts in my youth and the examples of my youth in unhealthy relationships. Healthy relationships was something that I had to learn over the progression of time. Even though I was married, I I did not have a clear guidance in understanding what a healthy relationship actually looked like, much less a godly relationship. The examples I had were all dysfunctional. I, I had not known a fully successful marriage other than one. And I wasn't in close enough proximity to really glean from their wisdom. And that was through my granduncle and my granduncle on my mother's side of the family. The example I had to glean from most often was from my mother's grandparents, well, from my mother's parents, my grandparents, and my mom. Most of our lessons we get from people that are in closest proximity. Some things we glean from movies and television and music, but more often than not, 99% of the time, the habits that you've learned in relationships and how to attract or manipulate or control or weave your way through what we call a relationship, you learn from watching those within your immediate family or close circles. My mom, bless her heart, (laughs) because a person can only teach you what they know, right? My mom taught me all the negatives of a relationship. And what I learned from her is that as a woman, especially being a black woman, if you're going to survive a relationship, you have to be able to control the man that you're with. Meaning that you don't submit, you don't surrender, because if you do, that man will try and kill you. These are the exact words that my mother fed me over and over again throughout the course of time in my growing up. The other lesson that I was taught was, don't be a whore. (laughs) And it's funny because, and I laugh because those were the only things that I was ever told. Don't surrender, don't submit, don't be a whore. I wasn't taught how to understand what the process of the submission was and why I should submit to the authority of the man that I'm supposed to be marrying. So I watched my mom. I watched my grandparents. My grandparents had the old-fashioned type of relationship of once you're married, no matter what happens, we're not getting a divorce. So it didn't matter if there was abuse in the home. It didn't matter about the alcoholism. It didn't matter about the um, other issues that we won't talk about today. 
but there were many things negatively that I saw. I didn't see enough in a positive, healthy relationship as to what it meant to be a wife, a girlfriend. And I didn't understand what it meant to be a man for him to be a husband or a boyfriend, a provider, a protector. I didn't know the positives of relationship. I just knew that as a woman, I had to survive. And as a, and as a female, I didn't want to be alone. Growing up underneath that, I didn't have a value system. I was not taught how to, first of all, date myself to be able to show someone how I'm to be treated. I was not taught early on that loving myself in my appearance and how I kept myself together and that I was worthy of having someone who respected me and treated me well and didn't want to belittle, berate, or abuse me. I was not taught those things. So for me, in a relationship, I struggled because I grew up not understanding how to deal with my emotions or my hormones. So as a teenager, if I liked a guy, I chased him down until I got him. You know, so we have to look at our patterns of behavior. A lot of people say all men are evil or all women are this or that, but it's not that it's an all. It's a what you're attracting to you. It's a what you're allowing in your company. It's about the standard you have chosen to set for yourself in the company you choose to keep. And if you keep attracting the same type of spirit, it's not the other individual. You have to look at yourself because just like when you're fishing, every fish is not attracted to the same type of bait. If I want to attract a bass, I can't use bait that would only attract a catfish. If I want to attract a, a trout, I can't use the same bait that would attract a salmon. You get where I'm going with this? So you don't want to categorize people or put them into a bucket of, oh, they're all just this and they're all just that. What is your pattern of behavior? I took time after the divorce to really evaluate my pattern of, of behavior, especially after the last relationship that I was in, because I got tired. Um, as a woman, as a woman with no self-esteem, as a woman with no guidance on how to be a woman, as, no guide, as a woman with no guidance in how to attract that which I desired, as someone who didn't have the leadership I needed to be cultivated the way that God desired, I had to learn the hard way. The first bumps and bruises I had were throughout my teenage years. Being that I dealt with some internal issues and some things that were going on in the home that were unsatisfactory. And again, we'll talk about some of those issues later. Um, my main issue was my self-esteem. 
I did not know how to value myself, much less how to teach someone else how to value me properly. I was taught from a very young age that the only value that most men saw in me was between my legs or just under my nose, if you get my drift. So my body was my bait. And I learned very early on that in order for me to not get hurt, that's what I would throw at them so they would not hurt me or leave me. Wrong. <laughs> oh, very wrong. And men, you are not exempt because a lot of you all do this too because you assume that the appendage that you grew that makes you a man or a boy is all a woman is attracted to. Or if you throw money at her, that will keep her. If you buy her pretty little baubles, that will make her love you more. And, and it doesn't. It just makes them want the thing that you're giving them. It doesn't make them want you. It doesn't make them desire you. It doesn't make you any more or less desirable. What we have to start doing is evaluating our start. After the divorce, I had to really discover the type of men that I was attracting myself to or that I was attracted to because I kept getting the same treatment. They would love me, and then before I knew it, they would discard me. And then I would be angry, and I would manipulate, and I would connive, and I would throw ultimatums and hissy fits and all other kinds of things that were very destructive. And that's not what a relationship is. A relationship is meant to be a two-party system where you both work together, where you have similar connection and goals, where... You don't put each other down. You help build each other up. That is what a marriage is meant to be. That is what dating is for, is to define what are our common goals. What are we trying to achieve? When you're throwing yourself at somebody with the expectancy that the bait that you're throwing at them or or the situation you're throwing at them that they are supposed to complete you is the wrong idea. But it's an idea that we have been fed throughout the ages that if you're single and you're a woman and you you haven't had a baby or you haven't gotten married by this age or by that age, then you're somehow broken. Or if you're a man and you haven't slept with this many women by this time, then there's something wrong with you and your masculinity. And that's incorrect. You, sir, ma'am, young one, old one, listening to this program, you are a complete and whole individual. And there is nothing wrong with you. You don't have to be in a relationship to be whole. You don't have to be in a relationship to be healed. You don't have to be in a relationship with another person in order to find fulfillment, in order to find joy, in order to find happiness, love, contentment, you don't have to do that. You can be in a relationship with yourself and be completely happy. You can be single and satisfied. The first lesson is simply how to love yourself. That is our beginning. 
because we have been taught so much on how to be destructive with our bodies, be free with our bodies, to just accept everybody. We have never been taught how to just genuinely be in love with ourselves. So we're going to do a mirror lesson. That's right. A mirror lesson. So I want you to stand in front of your mirror. Go on. I'll give you a second. Are you there yet? Come on, come on, come on. We only got 30 minutes. Okay. So now you're in front of the mirror. Good. If not, just pull out your cell phone. Do a selfie real quick. I want you to look in the mirror. Look you dead in the eye. In the eye. Not at your nose. Look yourself in the eye. That's better. Thank you. Now look at yourself. Put in your name. Say, my name. No, not literally my name. Say your name. I love you. For some of you, that's going to be very difficult to say. Some of you are struggling right now to even say it. Some of you never even walked up to the mirror, pulled out your phone. Try it again. Look in the mirror. Look at that beautiful person in the mirror and say it with me. Your name. I love you. You are worthy. You matter. You are wonderful just as you are. You're not too thick. You're not too thin. You're not too tall. You're not too short. You are just right. You have the right amount of education. You have the correct amount of finances. Everything about you is absolutely wonderful. I love you. And I will always love you first. This is the one lesson that we need to always teach our children. Because self-love does not mean that you have to be arrogant. It does not mean that you have to be vain. But you do have to genuinely love yourself. If you do not fall in love with yourself, how do you expect to be able to show someone else how you're meant to be loved? See, it is this reason that we accept every kind of love that is out there in utter desperation to get full on junk food that we think is love. So we lay around with different people picking up their spirits and we try this and try that and we go date this person and date that person and date this person's person and we date this married person hoping that they'll leave their spouse and make us their spouse. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But why should you be a side dish when you are meant to be the whole buffet? That's right. Why should you be a side dish when you are meant to be the whole buffet, honey? You were not created to be a sideline player. You're meant to be the main person on stage. But it starts with you. It doesn't matter how many people you date. How many people you fall into relationship with, if you don't first learn to have a relationship with yourself, you're going to end up with the same results every time. And it's going to hurt, and it's going to burn, and it's going to leave you with more scars than skin. So that's the first lesson. This is our in the beginning. Because we need to be able to show someone 
how we're meant to be loved. What is your standard? Because if you can't live your standard, you can't expect somebody else to bring the level of standard you should have. Case in point, for my ladies, if you expect a man to respect you and not be touchy-feely with all your body parts, you ought to dress in modesty. Now, that doesn't mean that a man won't lust, but if you're fully exposed and your breasts are out and your skirt's halfway up your butt, what, what do you think he's thinking? He's not thinking about you having respect for yourself. And this is not me judging you. This is me telling you what men think as they look at a woman. When they see a woman very scantily dressed, they automatically think sex toy, walking sex toy. I'm going to plug her and dump her, and that's it. Not that I'm going to wipe her and keep her. I'm going to plug her and dump her. She's pretty. She got curves in all the right places. Oh, everything's hanging out. I ain't, I ain't got to work real hard to get it. She got it right out there front, in front of me. And, and it, it's mine to play with. And that's their mindset. Because you're showing them your standard. I mean, really think about it. What type of men are you attracting to yourself? What is it that you want to attract to yourself? If you saw a man walk around in his drawers all day, would you think he was a respectable man? And that's not saying that you're not respectable. What I'm saying is just like when you go shopping and say, for instance, you're going into the produce department and you see fruit that's kind of like, mushy and soft next to the the ripe and and well-contained fruit are are you going to pick up what's what looks like it's like half rotten or are you going to pick up what's looking fresh and and fulfilling most men and you ladies you can ask your brothers and your uncles and 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 your homies and they will tell you the same most men that are looking for a wife are looking for a wife that is fully dressed they're not looking for a wife that looks like she just stepped out the strip club. And, I, and again, I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you because I, I have friends. I have male friends. I have play brothers. And they all say the same thing. Th that, that woman that's dressed like that, that wants to be respected as, as if she was fully dressed, they're not looking at you as a woman worthy of respect. They're looking at you the same way they would look at a prostitute. And that's exactly how they intend to treat you. They're not looking to keep you. They're looking to bed you and shred you. You know, my, my grandmother, um, my grandmother Wiley had, had a saying that if you want to keep attracting a dog, dress up like a piece of meat from the butcher shop. And that's what, exactly what you'll get. But if you're looking for a husband, if you want to attract a husband then you need to dress the part. Most men will tell you in it's so simple. And, and, and I understand, ladies, they got all kinds of cute clothes. And we think that being strong means, you know, woman shows as much skin as possible because her strength is in, in her blah, blah, blah. It's a lie. And it's a lie that men that lust that make all these scantily dressed clothes told us from long ago that in order for a woman to show her strength, she had to, to be vulnerable and naked and yada, yada, yada. It's a lie. It's a lie. You, you don't have to 
super expose your body in order to attract anything. The one thing that a man that most men, and this is, this is very key. When you get into a man's mind, when he is attracted to the way that you think, that is more penetrative than anywhere his penis can go. I'm just being for real. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. When you have attracted a man's mind, when, when you are in his head, <laughs> that's better than a plate of food. That's better because when he can understand how you think, that's more attractive because now you're, you're more interesting. You have more depth to you. You're, you're more of a foundation piece than just a side piece or just an arm piece or a trophy piece. You have something that is far more valuable than the hole between your thighs. You're far more valuable than the hole up under your nose and above your chin. You are far more valuable now because now they can try to pull together a foundation where it's a team mindset because now we can establish goals. And that requires communication. And communication is so much more than just you talking and them listening or you barking orders or him barking orders. And you have to be able to respect one another's boundaries and opinions. You have to be able to set boundaries. And we'll, we'll talk on more of that because there's so much to this thing in, in communication and, and in our beginning and loving ourselves and being able to understand how to love you better to show somebody how to love you better starts with your personal presentation. That's why it's important to look in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself. Show yourself you love yourself. Be the very person that you would want to marry. Be the very individual that you would be excited to wake up to every morning. Be that individual. Because once you start being that individual and you stop focusing on, I got to have somebody, I got to be with somebody, I need to be in a relationship. When you start focusing on, I'm in love with me. I love me. I'm doing me. You'll be amazed at the difference of what's attracted to You'd be amazed at what's attracted to you then because you're not focused on trying to attract. You're focused on showing yourself love, taking care of yourself, being your best self, not the stereotypes of selves that we've been taught to accept or express or be in order to find favor with the world. But waking up to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I love me today. I'm doing me today. I am learning to be in a relationship with myself for myself so that I can be my best self for my next relationship. That's what dating after divorce is. And maybe you've never been divorced, but you've had some breakups in your life and you're trying to figure out how to regroup and recover. Because loss is loss and pain is pain. And each one of us goes through loss and through pain. But we're never taught how to properly process it so that we don't become a destructive force in someone else's life. So that we don't teach our children to be destructive forces. Like I told you, my mom taught me 
Don't surrender, don't submit, because if you do, a man will try and kill you. I've come to find out over the ages, the only one that was ever trying to kill me was me. Because I didn't know how to set boundaries and show love for myself so that I could teach somebody else how to love me the way I needed to be loved and deserve to be loved. And then love them the way they need to be loved and deserve to be loved. It's a hard road, but it's worth walking. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for letting me share. Till next time. Toots. As always, thank you for stopping by. We appreciate you listening to our little show today. If there is something you'd like for me to talk about or a topic that you feel is more relevant to dating after divorce or just dating, period, feel free to drop us a line at Power 77 Radio, the only place to go for the truth. And once again, thank you for letting me share. Be blessed. Bye.